0: Hey, welcome to the balance and moderation podcast, a show dedicated to helping health conscious individuals elevate their mind, body and spirit through a compassionate and realistic approach.
1: What's up, everyone? My name is Rob Young. I work in medical sales by day. I'm a personal trainer by night. And overall, I'm someone who enjoys using fitness and integrative practices to create my best life.
0: My name is Sheridan Lee. I'm a holistic health coach who recently graduated with my degree in exercise physiology. My passion is finding where science and spirituality meet to help you align with your highest self.
1: This is the first episode of the Balance and Moderation podcast, and we are beyond excited to embark on this journey with everyone. In the spirit of getting started, this show focuses on getting back to incorporating healthy practices into one's life.
0: In this episode, and many more to come, Rob and I are excited to share our insights, information, and inspiration in the world of wellness to make your life healthier and happier.
1: We are pumped to share this with you. But please don't forget to like, subscribe, review, and share with all the people in your life. Big love is our motto and our message is for everyone. Well, everyone over 18, as some content may be inappropriate for minors.
0: With that being said, we hope you enjoy.
1: Three, two, one. Share. It is on you.
0: All right. So you fucked up. Yes. That is the topic of the day. So you fucked up. Now what? So Robbie, do you want to like maybe give a little bit of context for what we're talking about and why we're talking about it today?
1: Yeah, I think when we say you know when you when you mess up you. Aren't true to who you really want to be. You maybe your nutrition got out of whack. Maybe you've been sleeping in too much. Just something that doesn't align with who you really want to be. And whether that's your health or your spiritual spirit or your emotions, your mental, it's just kind of like, I don't know. To me, like fucking up is not, it happens a lot. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be like, it doesn't have to be like a prolonged thing. And I think the healthiest people, they still mess up just as much as everybody else does. They just know how to jump back on things a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, I think that's just like the perfect difference is not you know, whether or not you fall off the wagon, you know, I use the term alignment a lot because that just makes sense to me. So like we fall out of alignment all the time, but it's how quickly can you bring yourself back to center? How quickly can you bring yourself from a place of, um, you know, from one end of the spectrum, not to the complete other end of the spectrum, but where you can find that really happy middle ground where, you're the healthiest, not only the healthiest you can be, but also the happiest you can be. And it's the most sustainable place for you to be in. You dig?
1: Yeah, you're saying just like, I mean, that's always the goal to be at that point. So you mm-hmm. said like, it, it, I guess for me, an example would be like, for me, like growing up, uh, my, you know, throughout my, my life, I've been working on my anger and mm-hmm. really just more yelling, not really like violent anger. I've never, like attacked anybody before or anything like that. I'd hope not. Well But you
0: never know. You never know. It's funny,
1: any street fight I've been in, I did not start. It was me like protecting my friends. Okay. I have walked away from almost every street fight. Except for one, but that was like protecting my sister, you know, okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. But, but valid. But none of those had to do with anger and and but anyways like for me trying to keep a level head, trying to not be reactive, trying to not mm. be so When it comes to fight or flight, I always go fight right away. And that would be even just being argumentative. And so for me, I guess a a couple weeks ago, just some stuff happened. And like the dogs were bad. And I just like got mad. And I started yelling about stuff. And it wasn't even anything in particular. And I just like went off. Like I threw something. Like it just... Not who I want to be. And not not- an
0: accurate representation of who you are 99% of the time.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, too, it was kind of fallen off because I wasn't doing the proper things in my life to keep me level headed. I hadn't been meditating in a mm-hmm. while. Like, nutrition was kind of getting out of whack, like, really not focused on that. I'm pretty sure that day I was dehydrated, been drinking too much caffeine lately, like, just like a slew of things that it just didn't align with what I like to do.
0: And then you kind of just almost had a blow-up moment.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I had a blow-up moment.
0: I think that's, um, you know, very relatable. Um, you know, I really resonate with almost like the reactivity. So as far as maybe not holding myself accountable in the ways that I know I'm best suited, like I know the best time of day for me to wake up, I know what diet more or less works the best for my body. I know that I need to move my body every day. I know I need to be drinking a lot of water every single day and maybe avoiding certain foods or certain substances. Like I'm realizing I'm a lot more sensitive to caffeine than I've ever imagined, partially because I used to drink so much caffeine. There was a time where my energy levels were completely shot just because I was getting physically sick very frequently, like just getting colds every other week. My immune system was just kind of not great because I wasn't taking care of myself in general. So rather than getting to the root of the problem, I would just drink a shit ton of caffeine as a 16-year-old.
1: Yeah. Uh, drinking caffeine as a six, 16 year old is probably not the best.
0: Probably not the best for my development, but you know, we live and we live.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I think for me too, the more caffeine I drink, the less it gives me the benefit I want and the more it gives me the side effects I don't like. Like I get yeah. more like anxious when I don't even feel the coffee. When I haven't had that much coffee in my life, I will wake up in the morning on like a Saturday and drink a coffee and I feel like a million bucks. But during the week, I'll have like my third cup of coffee that day at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I just like panic for like the next three hours and try to get as much as I can done in the workday.
0: Yeah, it makes me feel very antsy. Like my heart races a little bit. Like you said, I get a little bit anxious. And so when that happens, I I know whether I act on it or not is a different thing. But I know that I need to like cut caffeine out of my life. And I do this a lot where... You know, I've gotten to the point where I know when my body feels good and I know when it doesn't. Um, And with that being said... I will kind of add certain things in or subtract certain things. Like I will cut out coffee. Sometimes I'll cut out meat for a week or two and see how I feel. I was actually on a pretty big stint where I was pretty much plant-based. I ate fish a couple times a week, but I wasn't eating any poultry. I still don't really eat any red meat. I've just started reincorporating red meat back into my diet, partially because I think I'm a seasonal eater. I'm somebody who does really well eating really clean, plant-based, not a lot of maybe fat or protein during like the summer months, but during like the winter months, even though we live in Florida, my body knows that it's winter time and I need kind of more of that fatty food and my body is really craving that. And rather than being like, no, I'm strictly vegetarian, I'm strictly vegan, I'm not going to give myself those foods, I'm listening to my body, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think... Just something to point out is, in my belief system, everybody is a seasonal eater. Like, you shouldn't eat the same 24-7. And that, for me, sometimes can get me out of balance is, like, I'm not listening to my body as much and I keep eating or, like... I'm trying to do something physically in the gym. Like, I'm trying to put on muscle, but my body's like, hey, dude, you're eating too much meat. Like, you need to chill out.
0: Yeah. And And you went carnivore for a little bit too, didn't you?
1: Yeah. So. What was that
0: like? Because I would say that I tend towards the other end of the spectrum.
1: So, carnivore was the complete opposite of my experience with veganism. Like, Hmm. I think.
0: And you tried veganism too?
1: Yeah. For like I didn't a very, know that. So on, I'll be honest. Like I kind of hate sometimes, not that I hate on veganism. I think that there's some people that genuinely do better on a vegan diet. I would that, probably
0: do better on a vegan diet than you would just based on yeah. our bodily differences. But continue. It is
1: definitely a spectrum. But I have from different resources heard that truly like metabolically, there's only like 9% of our population that would function really well on a completely vegan diet all the time. Okay. And I think I would say almost the same thing though for a carnivore, uh, carnivore diet. And this is for me, and I, and like I said, I didn't do the, ve- when I did vegan I didn't do it as research as I did carnivore. So it's like not a fair
0: uh, Maybe not as fair of an assessment.
1: Yeah, but vegan I really felt deflated Okay, when I ate and I think that was just I was used to eating a lot of meat. And I think if you really go back and like ancestry and stuff, I'm like Northern European, like very like meat and heavy. Like you talk about the the winter, you know, there's harsh times where like all you're pretty much eating is animal fats, like throughout the winter and stuff. If you really go back from like a primal standpoint. But I think me personally, I function better on meat. But when I took it out of my diet, I felt awful. I just felt lethargic. I went about two weeks into it, two and a half weeks. And I just like, I remember it was like a Friday after work and like I didn't feel like doing anything. It wasn't even that crazy of a week and I ate a steak finally and I felt like my body like almost like cartoon like started to blow up and like foom, foom, foom. <laughs> and uh, that like was Mario
0: when he eats the little mushroom and he goes "wop, womp wop," like that yeah <laughs> oh no honestly
1: honestly it was almost like you ever see like the cartoon where they take out like the straw and they put it in and they like pretend to blow themselves up. Like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they like... I'm pump. just thinking of Spongebob right now.
1: <laughs> I think that was a Spongebob yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 where you like blows up his arms. Oh, I love that Spongebob transcends like our generation. Oh, like, 100%. Because like technically we're different generations, yeah. but like... Spongebob transcends it. Exactly. Spongebob is the
0: unifying truth.
1: I think it was on for like 15 years. Probably. It was was one of those long running ones. But anyways, so that was so veganism I felt deflated on carnivore. I felt like it was all gas, no breaks. Mm -hmm. Like I was just super aggressive in the gym, like just getting after it, but like in a really unhealthy way. Probably
0: like testosterone to the max.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was just testosterone in the max or my body was getting really acidic like oh, <laughs> just That's fair. Like, that's fair. Just all animal fats all the time and I just Yeah, I think it's part of that. I do function well on meat, but I think it was just way too much.
0: Mhm. And So that's kind of even going back to like our, you know, conversation from earlier like not swinging from one end of the spectrum to the other like didn't do very well on veganism but also didn't do very well on carnivorism so So, uh, finding kind of like a happy medium and your happy medium is probably going to look different than my happy medium my happy medium probably tends more towards the plant-based side a little bit more vegetarian a little bit more vegan um while I don't cut out animal products out of my life entirely. I was, like I said, pretty strict plant-based for about eight, nine months. um, And I felt really good. But as soon as I stopped feeling good, like my energy wasn't as on point, my mental focus, I felt a little bit physically weaker. I started incorporating a little bit of poultry into my diet and it actually made a huge difference for me.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the whole point of this podcast is finding balance, you know, and no matter what, like, too much of anything is a bad thing, but I think too little of stuff is a bad thing Mm -hmm. too, and I think it doesn't matter whether it's nutrition, or whether it's fitness, or whether it's, you know, mental, your social, it doesn't matter what it is, like, there's going to be parts that are quote-unquote bad, or, like, don't align with maybe everything you're about, but... It's okay. And like, you kind of need that stuff to keep you in check. And I think that's like kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about like, kind of like falling off or like getting out of alignment, like not being your truest self. Like, that's kind of okay because it kind of reminds you who your truest self is.
0: I love that. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's a really positive way of looking at the whole situation because whenever I fall out of alignment, which, like Robbie says, is very frequent for me, I it's, I don't turn into my best version of myself, plain and simple. I um, just, you know, I, I find myself being very anxious, I have low energy, I might not be the kindest girlfriend for a little bit. I'm so sorry, Barrett, I love you to bits and pieces, it's nothing personal. Um, but at this point, um, I because I've been devoted to like my health, my wellness, my spirituality journey for probably the last five to seven years of my life pretty dedicatedly, um, I've been noticing when I become reactive. I've been noticing when I come out of alignment a lot more rather than sitting like sitting on it, I'm sitting with it. So I might still stay in that state of reactivity, but at least I'm consciously aware Like I'm being really reactive right now. And because I've been able to identify it, I can almost move myself out of it more easily. So I'll know, okay, maybe I just need to Take a step away. Maybe I need to move my body a little bit. Maybe I need to just chug a glass of water. Maybe I need to grab one of my essential oils that I know will help me bring me back to center. So even if, you know, I become really reactive, I don't stay there as long as I used to.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's like, like I kind of said earlier, just knowing when you're go- getting out and learning how to get back in alignment, get back on the horse,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever metaphor we want to use. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So like that for me, as far as getting angry, kind of just being, and even it, like days leading up to it, I wasn't a pleasant person to be around. Like
0: It's never like a surprise, yeah. almost. Yeah.
1: It's like it was building to that point. But for me, like I knew the next day, like one, get a good night's sleep. Next day, switch from green tea to cat for, Switch from coffee to green tea. Mm-hmm. That's like a big one for me. Like sometimes I just got to take a break from coffee. Too much gas, no breaks. I get that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I woke up and I read, um, I just I started reading, uh, I forget how to pronounce his name. It's like this Buddhist writer, Thich Nhat Hanh.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think I'm butchering I'm not that. sure
0: if I would That's, be able to pronounce it any better. Yeah, it's
1: Vietnamese. And I know like Vietnamese doesn't pronounce the way we pronounce it yes so but anyways i read him you know try to center myself in the morning and i feel like just being more present and being more aware and trying to breathe more throughout the day so you know kind of kind of doing both sides like that's just but that's just an example of me figuring out things like through time i've noticed by just basically almost keeping like a mental diary sometimes when Shit does hit the fan. Like, instead of like getting beating yourself up about it, that you messed up and feeling guilty and saying sorry. Like, obviously, you should, if you do something stupid, you should say sorry, but like, yeah, you don't mean it if you're not trying to change. So, exactly. Say sorry, mean it, and then turn your energy to, okay, how did I get to this point?
0: Well, unlike you, I actually keep a physical diary. I journal. <laughs> I, j- I do you journal. I do journal. journal. Yeah. I'm not as,
1: I'm not as good about it, but but yeah, but keep going.
0: Yeah, so, and I mean, I don't journal every day by any means, but I've had a journal and I've consistently kept journals since probably ninth grade of high school. And when I was journaling in high school, in ninth grade, a lot of what I was journaling about was pretty fucking depressing. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but it's so crazy to look back on it. I actually am really grateful to have... Almost kept a record of my life from 15 on because I've been able to really quantitatively and qualitatively um, evaluate my growth and my personal development. Like, I'll laugh at some passages because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I used to think this way. I can't believe I used to act this way. Sometimes it does make me really sad because I'm like, girl, like, I got you. It gets better. Don't worry. And I mean, But it's really cathartic and it's really therapeutic. And I knew even back then, you know, I would write about my day or my feelings. And as soon as I would just get it out on paper, get it out of my head, I felt lighter. I would feel better. And so I still do that. And if I do mess up or I don't have a great day, I will write about it. Maybe I don't write about the day specifically, but I just write about how I'm feeling. And then... I also write about how I am planning on making it better if I haven't done that already. I think that's a huge thing, too, is like, you know, if you make a mistake in your life, in your wellness journey, in your personal development, in your relationships, bring awareness to it and actually address it. It's one thing if you, you know, aren't even aware of it. And thankfully, you know, I've had some great friends in my life that have brought things to my attention and has helped, you know, forward me in my personal development journey. But it's an entirely different thing to recognize it within yourself. And then it takes a lot of courage to actually change that behavior. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And I think, I I don't know, I think the courage and changing it is the hardest part sometimes. I agree. Because, you know, I think, you know, if you talk about like, you know, psychother like psychology and stuff. Sometimes people don't want to give up that dark side of them or or maybe, you know, they align and, and at that point in their life, even though they want to change, it really hasn't changed. Their identity hasn't changed with it. I don't know if you've ever I mean for me. No, it's I've like,
0: experienced that hundred and ten percent. I'm not gonna interrupt you, but yeah, I feel you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think just I don't know. I like I like your thought process of of writing it down. Putting action into it, I guess I could kind of take something from that because I don't. My journaling is very. I'll tell you what, Mike. My, my I normally do for a journal. I do try to do one thing that I learned, two things that I did right, and three things that I'm grateful for, and then I try to put it away. Well, so it's I more like of like that. a gratitude, like reflect of the day kind of thing. But it's never, it's never proactive around my mood, and I think that's more important. Mm, okay. Um, And I I don't know. I like the fact that you like almost make like, do you like bullet point it? Like, is it like an action plan or is it, or is it just like tomorrow's going to be better because (laughs) I am going to wake up at the, you know, do you like, I'm
0: almost like a motivational speaker to myself sometimes. (laughs) Like I don't, I can't even like pull an example out of my, you know, you know what, but, um, But yeah, I actually like a lot of what you do. So maybe we can kind of swap and see how it works for us. Because I feel like I need to be writing down more of what I'm grateful for. And I try to get in the habit of doing that. But I don't know. You said that. Uh, journaling is a little bit more proactive, but I view it as reactive because I'm writing about it after I've had my episode, after I've had like my blow up moment. And I'm like, okay, I need to reflect on this and I need to learn from it. So maybe it's reactive to proactive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I really like the idea of practicing gratitude every day. And I think even just kind of putting that under the umbrella of mindfulness, I think is. Uh, something that we've both uh, cultivated in our lives and are continuing to grow. Whether that's you know incorporating meditation, incorporating journaling, just being mindful throughout the day, like doing chores, almost just focusing on my breathing while I'm doing the dishes, or really investing myself in like eating my food rather than like being on my phone or watching something while I'm eating. That's um, yeah, isn't that? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be like sitting on you know, a pillow or a mat and trying not to think about anything for 10 minutes. I think meditation is great, and I always feel best when I meditate for even 5, 10, 15 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be a super long session, but you can do yoga, you can dance. Exercise can be meditative, if you do it intentionally, you know,
1: yeah, and I that, think
0: that's really like your zone of genius
1: uh yeah, i don't i uh the genius is you know i i, I know a thing or two in the gym, but uh <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a development in my life is that realizing the gym not turning off in the gym, almost turning on in the gym, which like, okay,
0: can you clarify that? yeah,
1: I know you can't just say that, but um more like like you said, being present in the gym. I think I used to go to the gym and like blast music and I'd be on my phone. It was like work sucked. Like I'm just trying to exhaust my body, like get out of there, like see some friends. You know, when I used to go to a physical gym, I know it's hard right now. We're we're all working out at home. But I think through that, I have realized that you can make lifting weights like super meditative. Definitely. And it's a... It's a It can be, like, a very peaceful experience, like, hitting the weights and, like, grinding, throwing weight around, like, but if you breathe right, and I think a big thing for me, too, is I kind of try to listen to music without words.
0: Yeah, 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 because I think, um, I don't know, I fall under the mindset, the mantra of what you put into yourself is what you get out of life. And so while I do like, you know, that intense, aggressive music, whether it's like rock or hip hop or rap, like I definitely listen to aggressive rap. That's kind of like something that gets me like amped up. Um, And EDM too. Um, But I notice that after I listen to that stuff, especially if the lyrics are aggressive or don't really align with my values, it makes me feel off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think part of that, I mean, I heard a guy, it like made me feel bad, so I used to listen, and I still do sometimes, because it's fun to just get in there and get after it, but... I agree with that. I used to listen to metal, like, religiously, when I was lifting weights. Just metal, and just like, like you said, dark, like aggressive, like, just, if you read the lyrics, you're like, what am I listening to? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I don't know. I heard somebody describe it as like that's who you are deep down so you like resonate with it or like not that you deep down you're, you're like some gangster rap girl <sighs> but like just like it, like
0: it hits a chord almost that yeah. like
1: it's a frequency that you align with.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. It might not be your highest self but it's there. It's definitely in you, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't make it bad. I don't know. And You know that I kind of fall into the more spiritual realm of the health and wellness community, whereas you find yourself maybe more on the fitness side of the health and wellness community. So so. it's, you know, it's a Venn diagram, but they don't perfectly overlap. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in the spiritual community, there's a lot of like vilification of the ego, of the shadow self, but it's like, who like we always focus on like the light and the love and like, I don't know. I think anyone who's like really in their spiritual journey knows it's not rainbows and butterflies. I don't think people stay in it because it is. Um, But it really makes you face like the hardest parts of yourself and whether you're a spiritual person or not, like there's different aspects of your life that will bring to light You know, the positive and negative aspects of yourself and how you choose to adapt to it, how you choose to learn how to love yourself is completely up to you. Spirituality and health and wellness are just kind of almost the languages I use to conceptualize my world. And so, that tangent aside, I think people really vilify the ego because, you know, they're trying to become more part of their spiritual self. They're trying to align with, like, their highest self or something along those lines. Um, But you wouldn't be here on this planet if you were not a human, if you didn't have an ego, if you weren't, like, part of this three-dimensional form. Like, if you align with that more spiritual, um, you know, viewpoint of the world, it's like you're here to be human. So be human. Like, it's okay to, like have your mistakes like you wouldn't have the light without the shadow it's that yin and that yang it's that contrast that almost duality that makes life beautiful and i know that's not a viewpoint that maybe everyone in my in my field holds but that's what rings true for me at least at this point in my life
1: yeah i mean i think if you if you i mean if you look from a spiritual standpoint every kind of like major religion has some kind of like forgiveness aspect to it or like way to you know in Christian, obviously, it's like repent, but there's like, it's assume that you're going to mess up. You're not God. Like, you're not perfect. You're not mm-hmm. one. And I think, I think that is the most spiritual people is they almost have a deeper understanding of that. Like, they stay on that line, but they're just very understanding of, like, you basically what you just said of, of, <laughs> yeah, just.
0: I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just kind of like that, almost like duality. Recognizing all parts of yourself are beneficial. It's not just the parts of yourself that you like. Is that kind of what you're picking up on?
1: Yeah, honestly, you made a gesture with your hand, and I didn't know what was going on. So. Oh <laughs> shit! I'm so sorry. No, I good. talk with my hands. No, I'm good. Italian. You know how I was it like is. Saying, like we we got we're we're chilling right now. Uh, but, my bad. My yeah, bad. No, just under, <laughs> like the. But what you said was perfect, like understanding that we're human, like we have light in a dark and you talk about ego and the ego can be a very beneficial thing, especially in the modern world we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we are after with this podcast is kind of finding that balance and understanding like it doesn't matter how spiritual I am. I still got to go sell the product that I'm paid to sell tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not really in You line. still
0: have to exist in the world that we live in today, even if you're actively working towards, you know, a different future.
1: Yeah. And I think if you're actively living in the world, you're going to ebb and flow as far as we, we were kind of in this, the overlapping theme of this episode, but kind of ebb and flow in what aligns with you and doesn't align with you or like makes you feel good and what makes you doesn't not feel good. And it's going to go back and forth. And uh, a mentor of mine and more of the business aspect would always say it's never as good as it seems and never as bad as it seems. And just kind of understanding like there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows and it's not even highs and lows. Sometimes it's you're going to do right and sometimes you're going to fuck up.
0: Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with that. Now, just to kind of, you know, circle back to like the main message of this podcast, which is really all about, you know, our experiences falling off the wagon. (laughs) We've used like a million different metaphors for this, but you guys are picking up on what we're putting down. So like what brings you back to center? I know we've kind of talked about a couple different things, but really what is, what brings you back to Robbie?
1: I think it aligns with what we talked about earlier, uh, fitness. Like Mm -hmm. I know if if I'm and part of that is just I'm almost like like a energetic dog, like I just gotta get tired and not be well. I would say you're
0: a little bit more of a dog personality and I'm a little bit more of a cat personality.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. I see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like I almost need working out to slow me down and to kind of let me think and not get so not have too much energy. Mm-hmm. So I think for me is really making sure that I'm grounded in my my fitness goals. And it doesn't matter really what it is. I kind of ebb and flow through what I like to do. But I think having it consistent, and it doesn't have to be like exhaustive, but like I should break a sweat. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it just kind of a lot like for me to get back to center, I got to break a sweat and it's almost... Like I'll be on long runs sometimes,
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: what I'll do. And I kind of, I think, I think, I think a lot of like runners do this. Like if they're having a bad day, like they're just gonna go for a run. And for me, it's like as like once you get about halfway to seventy five percent through that run, like a long run, it, it's like almost like everything kind of shifts into focus. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, like. Maybe I was wrong, or yeah.
0: like, yeah. Honestly, it's not that I love. <laughs> I I know this sounds so crazy, but I love the moments when I realize that I'm wrong and I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, well, like, like we we talk about like if you're not being who you want to be, if your nutrition gets out of whack, if you're not doing stuff for your mental health that you need, like, you know, the realization that you're doing it wrong, like that's a positive thing, like. Mm-hmm. The negative thing is more just being in that blind state, like burning the world down kind of. Yeah. But and I, I think that's a good way is is something that I maybe maybe need to be a little bit better about is shifting my perspective of when I do see that is not beating, my, beating myself up so much and then just getting right back on and being more proactive. Mm-hmm. about it. So, you, so for you, it's more of an experience of, oh, wow. I realize that. Like that's great. But
0: does that happen in the moment that I'm like blowing up and like being oh, a no. bitch? No, no, of course not. But it might happen like an hour or two later and then I'll like, you know, go into the bedroom or go into the kitchen and be like, Honey. Yeah. I, I fucked up. I'm so sorry. I did it I I didn't mean that. And he was like, I know, but uh but it's good, like it's really lovely having uh, a partner that loves and respects you and you guys have a really like balanced relationship where you can admit like hey I totally screwed up there I'm sorry I'm actively going to be working on it and making it better. I think that's what makes, you know, my relationship so special and so different from other relationships I've had in the past is because um you know, we can have that level of honesty and trust in each other that we're allowed to mess up in front of each other. I think there's been some relationships in my life where I felt like I had to be perfect. I wasn't allowed to really be me. And then I would just have like a blow up moment and then the relationship would dissolve.
1: Yeah. And I think when you talk about relationship too, like, and we've had this conversation off, off of recording before, but more of the relationship with yourself as well and kind of yes. having that, same like you may have a healthy relationship with somebody but having that mindset like you can screw up in front of in front of yourself like you can be and that's what the whole episode's about but and i think that's that's where i've struggled before more is is kind of seeing that and being able to screw up and also in my relationship like i i feel like i see that in some ways but it's almost more of like i'm trying not to screw up so much sometimes like, it's not even the other person. Mm-hmm. It's like me being a perfectionist. Like, it's
0: not you. It's me.
1: I don't want to mess this up kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: I get that. I get that.
1: But I don't know. So, like, for you, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about a lot, like, more mental, like, emotional kind of falling off or, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, as far as for you, though, I, I mean, you kind of asked me. I know my one thing is getting to physical. physical fitness is, like, my one go-to. Things get out of whack no matter what. I go to that.
0: That's my Mm -hmm. home
1: base and then I build from there. What is your home base? Cher has a blow up or Cher is not who she wants to be. What do you do? What's the first thing you do?
0: Okay, so I'm glad you asked me that question because while you were talking, a kind of little light bulb moment went off in my head. So I'll tie it back around to your question, but Basically, I kind of view us as very yin-yang, almost kind of like balanced polarities of each other where it's like we're, we're working towards a common goal, but I fall more on one end of the spectrum, you fall on more one, the other end of the spectrum. And we kind of, there's like parts of what you, you bring to the table that I really need and vice versa. So just kind of based off of that, when you said that you get out of balance, you turned to fitness. And when I turn out of balance, I turn more to like my spiritual practice, like meditation, going on the mat, doing some yoga, um, you know, breathing, crystals, whatever, just things that ground me and bring me back to who I know and believe myself to be as an individual. But if I really want to get my head straight, if I really want to be emotionally, mentally and physically on on my game, I need to go work out. With that being said, I feel like for you, what you what brings you back to who you are, what brings you back to center, is fitness, But maybe what brings you your clarity, what you need to do to elevate into that next highest level of alignment, you got to meditate, bro.
1: Yeah. You and know what I'm saying? I know, and I, it honestly, there is a, my life is much better when I meditate every day, and I don't know why. I have this mental block. I know it's good for me. It doesn't take long. It's so easy, and I, I think really it comes down to I have a hard time sitting still, as which is why I need it. You know, if you if you fear something or you, you want to steer away from it, you probably should go towards it. Mm-hmm. Like if, if yeah, you don't, I've heard that from a mentor wanna, before. Yeah, if you don't want to do it, you probably need to do it. Yeah. Uh, I always say that at the gym, like if it's a workout you hate to do, you probably got to do it because you're weak at it. Like mm-hmm. if, if you were strong at it, you would like to do it. Um, and for me, I think that's meditation. And I think part of it too is I feel like I'm not good at meditation. Like I feel like I'll go through like a guided thing, like it'll be like five minutes. And then at the end of it, all of a sudden they're like, okay, now you can open your eyes. And I'm like, well, like I've just been thinking about the most random shit for like the entire five minutes. And I don't know. I guess, I guess I beat myself up a little bit. I want to be better at it. And I know.
0: But do you realize that's part of the process? Part I of meditation know. is not. I mean, you know, some people, I think there's kind of two truths. Some people believe the purpose of meditation is to empty your mind, clear your mind, etc. Yeah, sure. That can be part of it. But part of meditation is getting to know yourself. Like you are just sitting with yourself and that's all you're doing for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's uncomfortable because we don't maybe feel so comfortable just being with ourselves. And, you know, that might be a challenging here to, thing to hear because, you know, I think you and me as individuals really enjoy our alone time, but we're always doing things. We're not always just sitting down with our thoughts just Being. And that can be really challenging. But that's really where a lot of that personal growth and development comes from because you're given the opportunity to really sit down and recognize these are the thoughts I'm having. That's not a bad thing. This is just what I'm dealing with. And recognizing that and becoming okay with it, not vilifying your thoughts, I think is even more beneficial than trying to empty your mind.
1: Yeah. And also, I have, I know personally, like when I stay on it, I do better at it. Obviously. Of course. Practice makes perfect. I preach this in every other aspect of my life, whether it's nutrition, whether it's fitness, whether it's like even like in on the other side of my life, like career and like sales and like hitting goals and doing things. Like everything is a process and you got to like go about things in that way. But I don't know. It's like I said, it's just like, it's like a block of meditation. But for me, it's not even like, Sorting out the thoughts, I feel like sometimes I just really need to shut my mind off Mm -hmm. and get in that state. And and I've always been attracted to things in my life that shut my mind off. Like I always like adrenaline kind of sports, like very intense things, things like if you don't focus and live in the moment, you're going to get fucked up.
0: Yeah, and I know that that is very much your jam which is very much not my jam. I am <laughs> not, not a, a competitive it's person. It's not a lot of
1: people's jam to the yeah. level that I've taken it, but
0: Well, even like my boyfriend will get mad at me because like not like actually get <laughs> mad at me, but I am like one of the least competitive people I know. I'm so competitive. And he like he is a competitive person. He used to play soccer, any game that he plays whether it's dart, whether it's you know, I whatever kind of game even if it's like volleyball which he's never played and i used to play volleyball not for very long but i played it he's so much more competitive than me and (laughs) he says every time that we're on a team together we lose but every time i play against him i win
1: because you get fired up because i get
0: fired up because you want
1: to be competitive because of him
0: yeah which doesn't work in his favor but that's okay it happens
1: yeah I am an aggressively competitive. I used to get grounded because i would my mom and dad would come outside and I would be like screaming about some rule or something <laughs> like that and in, in some game and they'd like rob, go inside uh but as far as like i don't, like with the meditation and like getting there and and being in like it's a like for me it's about really shutting my mind off and that's the thing that I'm trying to find more is or I guess trying to get better at in my life is learning to do that. Like even in the moment, like I get really hyped up, like learning to slow down, breathe, get present, and then like be able to center my thoughts so I can make the most effective decision or have the most effective reaction to, a, to something.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think, you know, it is challenging to build new healthy habits, um, which is kind of something that we wanted to cover on the episode yeah. today. So why don't we just jump into that?
1: Yeah. So I think a way that I know is, I mean, at least for me, an easy way to make meditation happen more in my life is just to make it bite size. Like if I know I'm only going to do a three minute meditation, I'll do a three minute meditation. But then I'll, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have 15 minutes. Like I don't need to do 15. Yeah. 15. I don't need to do 20. So I think for me, I know that to get something started, I, and I think in the past, it depends on certain things. Sometimes I'll jump right in, but I'm learning that it's more sustainable to bite size it and then slowly work your way up. Mm-hmm. So for me, I probably should make a goal to meditate for three minutes a day, which who can't give up three minutes of their day? for the next week and then if I do that then bump it up to five minutes Mm -hmm. and then do that so I think for anybody like especially anybody going in the gym I always recommend just get to the gym or just like do a warm up like go to where your workout place is do five ten minutes and then leave and you know just make sure you get there go through the motions it's not about making it like this big ordeal and making it last forever
0: and also, let me just say that like people really aren't looking at you at the gym. At least that's been my experience. I think a lot of people are so hesitant to go to the gym if they choose to go to a gym right now, of course. Um, or it's even open in your state. That's a whole other can of yeah, worms. Yeah. Um, but you know, depending on when you're listening to this episode, if gyms are open and you're like, oh, I haven't been to a gym in months or years, whatever the case may be. People aren't really judging you as hard as you think they are, and I think that's a big reason why people don't go to the gym. Would you say that's fair?
1: Yeah, I think I think people misunderstand gym culture a lot. Um, I think the gym for me has been nothing but positive, in pretty much ninety nine percent of the time, and I've I haven't had a lot of issues. Granted, that's not the same for a girl. Like that is I true. Realize, that's very and, true. And like I've had to like interject and like casually like get in between some fucking creepy dude like watching a girl at the squat rack and yeah like,
0: i've experienced that that's that's fair that would be like my only qualm
1: yeah 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 and, and so i don't and i don't know if it happens i i haven't seen it happen like too too much where it's really like out of hand more than it would be like if you were at like a bar and you were like a good looking girl like it mm-hmm. just it just kind of dudes are fucking creep sometimes mm-hmm. but uh Word. I think the gym, I think everybody kind of has this idea that you get to the gym and people are going to be judging you and nobody's judging you at the gym. Everybody's judging themselves. Yes. And that is one problem with gym culture is it's very like self-judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. Self-centered and judgmental. And for me, I always sought out gyms. I love, I used to work out off campus in college because I didn't like the vibe of the gym at UF. I thought it was like a bunch of like Greek people like there for social reasons, not really getting it, like people were taking... Kind
0: of almost like going to the gym to be facey.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. What, exactly what it was. So I would work out off campus with just monsters, like ex-football players that just got like Jeez. stuck in Gainesville. There was a dude that was like, six, four, like 300 pounds and like 8% body fat. Like everybody was Royden, but it was, <laughs> to me, it was awesome because people were always getting it. And the funniest thing is the biggest guys were always the nicest. Like they were the ones that be like, oh, um, excuse me, do you mind if I work in with you? And like, I'd be like, uh, yeah, bro, you can literally do whatever you want. You could eat me. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, <laughs> That's good. But yeah. It, it made me want to work out. And I realized that those people were they all want it they like people in the gym want people to work out like it's a fun thing we realize how beneficial it is for our health and like a lot of times you could walk up i would say you're better off walking up to the most fit person in there getting it and just saying like hey I'm doing this workout. Do you mind looking at my form and tell me I'm okay? And he'll be like, yeah, man, let's go. I'll spot you. Let's do it. Like, yeah. And I think, so that's a big misconception. I think we're kind of going on a little bit of a tangent with gym culture. We can go
0: into like a whole episode about yeah. gym culture. Eventually something along there's those lines. There's a lot of
1: dark sides to it. And there's a lot of light sides to it. I think overall it leans more towards a good thing than people give it credit for. But just let's put a, let's put a cap on that for me. One of the things that helps me get new habits or get back on track is just to be honest with myself and make it bite-sized. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah. No, I think that that's excellent. I also have the tendency to bite off more than I can chew and then kind of falling off the wagon a week into it and then not going back to it if I ever do. Um, but I'm, I'm learning also to kind of take things a little step at a time. So, for example, when I was making my transition to... A more plant based diet. I never called it vegetarian. I never called it vegan. I never like gave it a really definitive label. I just said, oh, I'm going to eat mostly plants. And I slowly incorporated more plant products into my life, less animal products into my life until I got to a point where, you know, like I said, I never completely cut animal out of my diet, but I was eating like. Fish, like salmon, really nice, healthy, fatty fish and like all organic, like nothing like all wild caught, stuff like that. And I was still eating like grass fed butter and things like that. But I really wasn't eating a whole lot of dairy and things like that. But I slowly got to that point over time. I knew that if I just jumped straight into it, it wasn't going to be sustainable for me. And that's why I was able to keep up with it for, um, you know, as long as my body was ready for it. Um, And so as far as what I tend to do, just because I'm a pretty scatterbrained person, I really need to uh, stay organized mentally in order to achieve my goals during the day. So I schedule my goals into my planner. So I have a little planner that uh, goes hour by hour or every 30 minutes. And while that might not work for everybody, it really works for me. Because I do leave open room into my schedule. It's just more so like, okay, around this time, I'm going to do this. Around this time, I'm going to do that. And if I don't write it into my schedule, more likely than not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And another thing that's really helpful for me, especially if I've got a big deadline coming up, big project, big goal, I'll get sticky notes. Yeah, Yeah. maybe we should have done that with this one. But um, I'll get sticky notes and I'll either write something about my goal, something I want to remember, something I want to do, and I'll put sticky notes around the house or I have a whiteboard on my fridge. So as soon as I remember something, I write it down because if all it does is exist in my head, um, it's not very productive. I have to get kind of like when we were talking about me journaling, I just do really well when I get my thoughts down on paper so that it clears up my mind and I can stay focused.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think for me, I could be better about that. I actually do do well with like visual cues. It's like something from uh, David Goggins. I don't know if you've heard of David Goggins. I actually Goggins. haven't, no. He is just like this crazy dude. He He's one of those like motivational guys. He doesn't really mean to be. He's just... he. he That's just naturally himself, who he is. He's considered like the hardest guy on the planet just like he does like ultra marathons like he was he was a seal like he did all these things he's like very, naturally lit in his yeah and his his story is like very motivational but he has like an accountability mirror and so like in the morning like in your mirror wherever you get ready like you put like those sticky notes and you have And it doesn't even have to be goals it can be like who you want to be that day like you know positive affirmations or even for him it gets a little negative sometimes like Be like, you know, you know, you're lazy, get up, like that kind of Mm. stuff, which I don't know, that's kind of delves Different
0: strokes for different folks, but I've definitely done the positive affirmations with the note, like the sticky notes. I did that a lot in college and actually it was a great way to wake up just like being flooded with love by yourself. It makes you want to go after your goals like that much more.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that kind of pans into maybe a next kind of part of this, like we kind of You know, you talked about. I talked about making things bite size. You talked about like writing them down and maybe leaving notes out. But I think that kind of eases and like goes into like your environment. Like, if you want to be healthier, you want to make things habits in your life. If you want to stop eating sugar, get sugar out of your house. One hundred percent. If you want to, if 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 you want to wake up or like you gotta, if you want to wake up earlier, like you should make your bed more enticing so you go to bed early. You know, or like make your morning fun or like set things up like make your environment, like you're, you're going to wake up a lot. If you want to get up and run, it's going to be a lot easier to run. If you have the coffee timer on, you know, it's going to come on. You have your clothes clothes set out in the morning. Like you're ready to go. You get up and you're in that productive environment. And I think that's for me is, is, and something that my relationship uh, has helped me, me a lot with is she's very organized and very clean and very like we're not doing anything until this place is clean and we're clear-headed and I'm starting to get like that to where I I realize it's a lot I'm a lot more productive in my day like especially working from home if like the office is clean if we're ready to go if if I have my my work put out from the night before like I have to create an environment that is conducive to who I want to be.
0: Totally messy room, messy mind. That's what I always say. And whether I practice what I preach, I, I would say that I am a pretty clean person. I would say that when my room isn't clean, it is totally a representation of my mind. And until my room is clean, I don't ever want to necessarily procrastinate by cleaning. I've definitely done that before. But it's almost like productive procrastination because it does clear up my mind so that I'm able to go after, you know, what it the task or the goal is at hand that much more clearly. Another thing that I would add to um, the environment piece is almost kind of making like a routine or a ritual out of what it is. Um, You know, for example, if you do meditate or you want to work out, kind of give yourself cues to ease yourself into it and even kind of hype yourself up. So if you're getting ready for a workout, make a playlist full of music you love and that pumps you up and just like listen to that 10 minutes before your workout maybe you know drink a little bit of coffee um you know kind of just maybe dance around your room a little bit get yourself amped up so that you're ready to uh you know kill your workout if that's what you want to do um For example, opposite would be true if you want to go meditate, you know, I would light a candle, maybe incense or put on an essential oil diffuser, whatever really you like to use the most. I would set out a mat and a pillow i get the light real nice. i put on some binaural beats, something that's really going to get my head straight. Oh, I love them. And then, you know, I've got some crystals. I'm a little bit of a hippie bitch. And (laughs) so I would grab whatever crystal I'm drawn to. And that way it's really signaling to my mind and my body that it's time to meditate. It's time to wind down. It's time to get introspective. And it allows me to get into that meditative, introspective state so much more easily.
1: Yeah, I I I completely agree with that from, you know, the more fitness aspect of it. You know, I feel like for me, putting on my gym clothes is like kind of that cue like we're getting in that kind of mode. And I think people use pre-workout as kind of that as like and then it's almost like chemical motivation Ugh. as well, which I'm a big proponent against pre-workout. But we'll get yeah. to that in other episodes. That's a
0: great topic to cover. Pre-workout makes me feel like crap.
1: I feel like it's the biggest travesty in the fitness community that everybody is doing loads of caffeine, borderline illegal amphetamines, and then going to the gym and just like, like I just, I just don't, like if you're there for health, like why would you do something that
0: kind of almost people negative games people
1: die from doing it Damn, like they take I didn't too many
0: yeah, I like, mean that makes sense but
1: they, I mean they're on a slew of things like gym culture like yeah. there's like this Let's
0: th- let's put a cap in that cuz I feel like I would love to talk about that more in oh, greater yeah. detail I'm very passionate about yeah, that Yeah no I I feel yeah, like we know what our next episode's going to be about Yeah
1: <laughs> definitely maybe maybe we'll sprinkle that in there but um but yeah but I think you know, there's even ways as far as, you know, putting on your putting on your gym clothes, you talk about the the music and then, you know, for especially if you're working out from home, like you may not have a specific area or home gym, but like you need to set it up like you need to put a mat down, you need to get the weights out, you need to turn the music on and like learning to be my we talk about being mindful, but for me is like being mindful of the cues, like mm-hmm. being aware that when this happens, I do this like and then it almost becomes like habit stacking a little bit, which is another good thing is like, if you're trying to incorporate drinking more water in your life, do it like at, for me at the office, whenever I was trying to drink more water is every time I got up to go to the bathroom, I went and just drank a cup of water from the the water, the water jug or water cooler, like every time. And it just was like a ritual and it made it kind of part of what I was doing. And I think if, like you said, if you know, you're going to light candles, I don't know, I like candles a lot, but like if I know that like, oh, I lit this candle now, I'm kind of shifting my focus for the day. I'm going to start to wind down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's I like, like a cue. I like the cues. I, I like that a lot. That's something I think I could do a little bit more with my spiritual practice.
0: Yeah. And I really loved what you called habit stacking. That was just kind of vernacular I'd not used before, but that makes a lot of sense to me. And, um, you know, almost kind of like habit stacking in a bite sized way to yeah. kind of tie it all together and then write about it in your, in your journal or in your planner and then yeah. boom, just get yourself an accountability partner and you're Gucci. Yeah, you're never going to mess up again. You never, <laughs> never going to gonna mess up again. again. Wrong. <laughs> but yeah. you're going to mess up again, but you're going to get back on the horse so much faster.
1: Yeah. So let's kind of, so we, we got making things bite sized Um, you know, uh, writing things down almost like account, like, I don't know if it, I, I said accountability mirror, but that's not exactly, you almost
0: know. kind of like self accountability. Yeah. Per so,
1: yeah. If you write, I mean, what, what is it like goal setting? Like you're, yeah. I mean, they, they say these statistics all the time. Like it's like, you're like 40% more likely to achieve or like 50 or 60% more likely to achieve a goal if you write it down. I don't know the exact mm-hmm. percentage, but they've told me in multiple sales uh, trainings that is the case Yeah. but so we have the, the writing it down making it visible rituals and cues mm-hmm. and the environment yeah. I guess habit stacking and environment too and just the way like I like the cues but then also like if you're trying to eat better like get the snacks at your house like people get mad when they come over here and they're like oh I just need some bite to eat I'm like I don't have any snacks
0: yeah <laughs> like, exactly just, exactly
1: because I know if I have them I'll eat them
0: Exactly. And it is like a lifestyle change and I think that is sometimes a scary thing for people to think, oh, I'm going to completely change everything who I am overnight um, and I'm not ready for that. You don't have to be ready for that. You don't have to completely change your identity or your personality in one swig and that's not really the intention there either. It's It's more important for you to feel at home within yourself and To feel better in your body. I think that's the thing that we're the most passionate about at the end of the day is, you know, we'll go into kind of like our personal stories as the episodes go on. But both Rob and I had felt, you know, very out of alignment, out of whack with our bodies, minds and spirit at different points of our life. And the reason why we are such advocates for the field of health and wellness is because it feels good and it feels good to feel good and we want to help other people feel fucking great and it's just like that I don't know exactly the point I'm trying to make with this but it's a positive feedback loop and it's a really you know heartwarming uplifting thing to be dedicated to yeah. End quote.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. And I think I think what people can take from this conversation is there's different aspects of your life that are in alignment or out of alignment or you're you're doing well in and you're not doing well and it's not like an there, there's almost like different silos and like, oh like financially I'm okay, but you know, socially maybe not doing the best. And relationship wise could do better and but like my family's cool, like you have like these different silos and I think just just having an understanding and I think as far as just a tip or not even just something that I try to do is just kind of forgive yourself a little bit. Mm, like Yes. Like, and and just know that, you know, try to, try to, I think uh, something that we maybe didn't point out as like a specific thing to do, but we kind of keep talking about a little bit is that self-talk that inside how you treat yourself and to make things change. Like, you have to kind of forgive yourself for what you were doing before if you really are against it. And also forgive your future self for the mess ups that you're going to have because you're not going to stay on the same track the whole I love time. That. And I just think it, it takes a lot of pressure off of it. I think as a society with Instagram and Facebook, we put so much pressure on ourselves sometimes. And I know I put a ton of pressure on myself. And we just forget that we're human.
0: Mm-hmm. And like,
1: treat yourself like you would... Like I always tell people... What advice would you give to your friend?
0: Exact. I yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, what would you say to your best friend? What would you say to your favorite person, you know, if they messed up? You wouldn't tell them, "Oh my god, you're a horrible person." They would be like, "No, listen, like you're a great person. This was a challenging situation. Maybe you want to work on things differently next time, but like this doesn't make you a bad person, and I believe in you, and I trust you, and I love you." Say that to yourself. And it's actually surprisingly really powerful when you tell yourself that you love yourself.
1: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people don't tell themselves that enough. Yeah. But I try to love myself all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: Exactly. But um, just to kind of, you know, tie things up from almost more like the, the content of how to get yourself back on the horse if you've fallen back off. Uh, Rob and I sort of figured out what were our quote-unquote non-negotiables, some goals that are very attainable and realistic to hit every single day. And you don't necessarily have to quantify it, but it's just making sure, okay, have I done these things every single day? And if you've done those things, it's okay if you haven't met your nutrition goals for the day. It's okay if you didn't, you know, have the most killer workout ever. It's okay if, you know, whatever happens comes up in your life. All good. But what I found, we came up with three, almost about four things. And so those non-negotiables would be, one, drink water.
1: Yeah, drinking water is so huge.
0: Yeah. Two, sleep.
1: I'm not good enough at that. But yes, that's a, that is it. That, so for me, I think that's where we differ. Like, I definitely want it to be a non negotiable for me, but it's too many times I'm like, eh, I'll go to bed an hour later.
0: Okay. No. And I'm not necessarily saying that, but I'm saying getting an adequate amount of sleep every single night. Yeah. You know, I would say that I get on average, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep a night. I typically, on a little bit the higher end of sleep, I that's just need goal, a little bit. It? Yeah, it is the goal. But um, I would say, you know, seven plus hours of sleep is the goal. If you're around six, you know, not too bad depending on your body type, but you're getting sleep every single night. I know people who don't get sleep every single night and that's that's a non-negotiable for me. If I don't get any sleep or at least a good you know, four or five hours of sleep, that would be my absolute minimum. I'm not functional without
1: sleep. Yeah. And I think we don't realize how dysfunctional we are until we get it. And I think a lot of people see that like sometimes they get a good night's sleep and they're like, oh man, like I feel like a different person. And exactly. I'm not horrible about sleep. I get between six and seven hours every night. Yeah. So I'm getting at least six. Sometimes I'll push it to eight. But I really like getting up early too much and I will sacrifice sleep to get mm-hmm. up early, which may, necessarily isn't healthy, but yeah. So sleep.
0: Water. And then the third one would be move your body.
1: Yeah, movement is so important. And that's something like I kind of go down these tracks and lately I've been, and I said a line like a hundred times, but hmm. like super And I showed you like Aaron Alexander. and I'm Yeah, reading, I really like his the podcast. Book. Yeah, I'm reading his book right now. And it's all about how like, Honestly, like your movement affects your mood and who you are as a person and your posture can change the way your you know, your endorphins and your your hormones and everything. Like it it, Your stress levels. Your physical has so much to do and then almost also with your immune system, getting your lymphatic system moving. Mm, Yes. And just like you can't when you wake up at night, like you didn't sleep in a perfect Solid spot the whole time. Oh, I like, toss
0: and turn you not, throughout the night. You're not No bal- doubt.
1: Yeah, you're not balanced when you get up. So you need to, like, for me, I always tell people, like, if you're really trying to make some change in your life or trying to be healthier, just get up 15 minutes earlier and go for a walk. Like, you're going to move, you're going to balance your body out. If you go with, like, no music and everything and your time to yourself, that's another great thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Even
0: just stretching, if that's, like, you know, something that's the most digestible thing for you to do, if you. You know, even have an aversion to like walking, to cardio, just like get out of bed and stretch for 10 minutes a day. It feels really good. Will help, you know, gently get that blood flowing in your body and, um, you know, bring the oxygen back to your brain so you actually feel more awake and might not need that second, third, fourth cup of coffee that you're typically having in a day. Yeah. Maybe. Robbie might have a different opinion than me. That's okay.
1: I've had points where I'm like, okay, I just drank six cups. I'm freaking out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, same. But that's when I was 16, not uh, when I was 26.
1: (laughs) But I think those are all good negotiable, non-negotiables. And I think nutrition would fall after that. A very close like fourth maybe Mm -hmm. for me is, and it doesn't even have to be, you don't have to like be keto or vegan or whatever, paleo or whatever, like just. Whole foods. Eat something that is going to make you feel good after. Like, you know, going to McDonald's is not going to make you feel good after. But like we do it because it makes us feel good in the present. But Mm -hmm. like, how's it going to make us feel 15, 20 minutes or an hour or two hours?
0: Yeah, we should definitely talk about delayed gratification um, in future episodes. I think that's a great topic that I don't implement enough, but it's a a goal of mine. It's a goal of mine.
1: Definitely. I think that is the true sign of of successful people is they can delay gratification. But we've had a great conversation so far. I know that we're just a little bit over an hour right now. And I think that's... I think that's uh, we we're at a good a good point. I think if anybody has something that they have a question about this episode, or want some resources, or any books that I've read to to help with habits and stuff, I'm always available at Wellness Rob. Uh, I know that Share is always always there for people.
0: Yes. So um, my Instagram is at the Soul and Science. So got a little bit of that hippie spiritual side. But, you know, we'll probably go over this in the intro. Haven't recorded that yet, but I do have my bachelor's of science and exercise physiology. I was a pre-med for a long time. So I kind of like to explore the intersections of science and spirituality, hence the name. Um, I also just launched my blog for the, you know... First time, duh. <laughs> but I'd been wanting to do this for a while, and it's the soulandscience.com. And there's a small little dash in between each of the words. Um, hopefully, I'll get to the point where I can just buy the actual URL yeah. that I want. But we'll get to that point. You know, we're, we're just getting started here. So um, you guys can connect with. Rob, for all your fitness and wellness, and me for your spirituality, your nutrition, everything like that, and under the sun. And we'll be coming to the table with a lot more uh, for you guys as time goes on. But we're just really excited to get this podcast off the ground. This is something we've been wanting to do for a while, and I'm just super pumped.
1: Yeah, I'm super pumped, too. And just a reminder, like, subscribe, you know, review if you could just do whatever you can to help us, that's awesome. I know a lot of people listening to our friends right now. Really appreciate you tuning in, listening to the whole episode. Yes, we We're love here. you guys. Love you so much. Big love is the mood. I'm done talking now. Share, you can close us out.
0: All right. Uh, The last thing I just wanted to touch on was, you know, my last non negotiable, almost kind of that bonus. For you, it would be nutrition. For me, it would be something mindful. So just, you know, getting that meditation, whether it's five minutes, whether it's getting on the mat for, you know, 10 minute session, just something bringing me back to center and we're good, you know? So just be kind to yourself. I think that's a big. Part of our message is we want a kind, a compassionate approach to health and wellness. We want something that's going to be sustainable for you guys and something actually enjoyable that you want to keep up with. So we're going to be there with you every single step of the way and can't wait to be a part of this journey with you. So with that, I'm Sheridan and
1: And I'm Rob (laughs) and we're logging off. All right. Have a good one. Hey everyone, Rob here. Really appreciate you listening to our episode. Just real quick, this podcast is for information and inspiration purposes only. Any personal opinions or views do not replace medical advice. Balance and moderation recommend all listeners embarking on their wellness journey to do so under appropriate supervision by a healthcare provider. Thanks.